Hey guys, Coke here. Quick disclaimer before we start this very special episode of ours. Uh, full disclosure, there is a lot of mentions um, of rape and sexual assault in, in this episode because a lot of the, the um, content we read deals with that. Obviously, we don't condone um, sex or sexual assault or um, don't. it's not that we don't take it serious or anything either we laugh about a lot about it in this we make jokes about it or not about it but around it and that's because it's uncomfortable to talk about and it's kind of how we deal with things but we don't actually um in no way find it to be funny or anything like that so i just want to throw this in here because if you do hear us making jokes or offhand remarks about it which you will it's kind of just to keep each other sane while talking about it okay so hope you enjoy yeah so you know summer days those crazy summer days (laughs) I don't know why we haven't finished talking about this man. Um, we, haven't made, we, had to, we had to split it up. We he's driving me up. insane. We, we had to split it up because this is an extra long. We, if we put, we couldn't put all this together because that would just be like. I mean, we could. Time. There's somebody out there who's just like, how come you guys haven't done a six hour podcast yet? It's, it's not like we haven't had six Nobody, hour conversations. Yeah. Nobody's asking for that. We just, we don't talk about rape for six hours. Ah, it's, it's hard. We know this is what I disclosed. It's hard not to, or to. It's hard. No, it's 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 hard to <laughs> talk about rape as much as we've had to. God damn, and it uh, hasn't ended. No, it's. I need a better like segue. I don't want to start off with that. Like say something <laughs> fucking better than that. Um, Jays are good this year. <laughs> Back at it again, like we never left. Coke and dank, dank and coke. We are the lethal weapons. Hey, Dank. Hey, Coke. I overdosed on Viagra once. Hardest day of my life. That's good. Boy, like, again, coming off rape. I'm a same make I'm a same make you every fucking chance I get because I'm too old for this shit. You're looking back at what we've talked about. I'm looking forward to what we had to deal with. For this episode yeah do, hardest do you, fucking days of my life sure like and this is a special episode on top of a special episode because we're yeah. bringing back an old gem that we haven't used in how long yeah are the people ready for it i don't know if they're ready for power wreck for those of you who don't know power wrecking is a top nine list of whatever the fuck we want yes Told like, in rapid fashion, I guess. This is the top. This is the 
It's a power wreck. But we get, you go one to nine. Yeah. Nine being the best or the worst. Nine being the wrecked, the most wrecked. No, no, no. No, it's the other way around. <laughs> one being the one's most, the most wrecked. wrecked. We start with nine and we're going up to one. Yes. So people know because you're going to get wrecked by the time you get to one. And these yeah. are all, if you haven't noticed the theme, Alan Morris, I can't believe he wrote those. Exactly. Because last week was the pride of Alan Morris. This is the shame of Alan Morris. This is all the bad stuff. And there's a lot of bad shit in the pride. So, I mean. And like we said last week, the more the more of this man I read, the less I liked him. Or, La- sorry, ladies, the less I liked his work. Ladies and gentlemen, the first Hall of Fame, first ticket ballot <laughs> writer, Alan Moore. Um, <laughs> I'll be talking about how we don't like him. Man, but like we set the bar, we, we set the bar. I, I don't want to say low, but like I can't not enjoy every writer I read from here. Yeah, that makes Hall of Fame because like it, like, this is the measuring stick. But it goes to show you just how good his good work is. If he has this much bad work, and we still Hall of Fame his ass. His tenacity to stay with it despite the tropes not working, and yeah. him still trying to pull those aces, should be commended. Yeah. Um, not on this list, but uh, he, yeah. he he's he he keeps writing, and the fact that he keeps having insanely different stories, like there, there's not a lot of cookie cutters. There's a few, yeah. but he likes he the likes his, decades that he's written. He likes his analogs, right? He does analogs really well. Obviously, that's his thing. But his the the thing is with him, he's, he's he peaked early. He came at the gate strong. All strong, his best yeah. work. Or like majority of his best work is is his early stuff, and then there's like as it goes on, it kind of dips and goes. You yeah, know, well, you know, life ha- life happens. His image era, like there's a there's like four image books on here, and you can tell yes. he did not give a fuck about. It. <laughs> I mean, he did Supreme, which we talked about, and yeah. there's some other cool stuff like Judgment Day that we didn't talk about, but um, that's not this list. It's not number nine. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, number nine, A Small Killing, 1991 from mad love this is what right after the dc stuff uh this one is it's predictable it's i know we don't really talk about art but the art's terrible it's not really interesting it's kind of dull so it's a man who's trying to sell a it's a man who's trying to sell a diet drink to ussr and it's fall and he's followed around by a seemingly like ghost boy right it's not hard to tell that the ghost boy is <laughs> is him yeah. Like his past self. It's not, it's really not that hard to tell. So by the end of it, it's like, oh yeah, this is your past self. And he's is very mad at you for what you've done in your life, trying to sell this diet drink. It's like it's is the payouts low. The like I said, the art's not good. The writing is the writing's fine, but it's just boring. Yeah. Coming off of what he can do, all his existential crisis and shit, this thing was like eh. And it's it's not as graphic as his other stuff. No, no. We use graphic as as opposed to other words we've been trapped in. Yeah, can we avoid that? Actually, we can't. We can't. (laughs) Not in this list. (laughs) We can avoid it for like the first three. Um. Nope. No. Yeah. No. We can't. Just this one, I think. Just this one. Number (laughs) eight. Number (laughs) eight. Okay, crossed plus one hundred. This is Avatar Press from twenty fourteen. So I actually like this story. Okay. It's a spinoff of um, Garth Ennis's Cross um, series about like it's post-apocalyptic like cannibals and things like that. It takes place in 2108. 
as far as we know, and a group of survivors drive an armored bus with a coal engine train attached to the back of it. Um, it's like I said, it's a spinoff of Garth Ennis's book, but it's about a hundred years after the part of this book that is irritating mm-hmm. is that we talk about more Alan Moore and his, and his world building and how in depth it is. This book, without telling you beforehand, basically forces you to learn a new language. <laughs> okay, because these guys speak in pure slang and you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So you have to kind of piece it together. Right. Very annoying. The dialogue is so annoying to read because it's like, why are you talking like that? There's no like code. You have to look up what they mean and things like that. And that in itself kept taking me out. Right. So, I mean, hey, good for him for being creative, but that just got you in the power wreck list because it's fucking annoying to read. Why did you write that? Like I said, the, the story itself is actually kind of, it's, it's dark. It's got that. It's, <laughs> you know, that thing. It's got like cannibalism. It's twisted. It's it's really, really like bleak. But it's interesting. And, Which is uh, good. He's really good at world building and setting itself. Yeah. You know. And the language thing, like I said, is that's that's the big thing why it's here. It's just annoying to like, why are you doing this to me? Like, <laughs> you don't have to. Because he's already got like a, a heavy set vocabulary and he's very. Yes. He talks extra to, he, with the words that he puts in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. you got to learn a whole bunch of new words because it's all yeah. fucking slang. And it's like, man, am I doing this? But yeah. And it, it wasn't smart enough to give the decoder in yeah. the pages, right? Nothing. No. So it's like, you get, you're like, man, I think I, how did I read that? I think I found one online, like in Reddit or something. And I was like comparing. And by the, by the end of it, because it, it's, it's six issues. So by like issue four or five, you kind of get the hang of it and then it's done. And it's like, well, <laughs> fuck you. Cancels. Yeah. But the story was okay. I mean, the story was interesting. Number seven. Number seven. This is the first of his image run, which there are plenty on this list. <laughs> this is the Spawn and Wildcats crossover. Now, which you would for... think would be great. Yeah, 1996. Spawn the Wildcats team up and go far into the future, 2015. There's, there's, your, there's your downside already. <laughs> to battle a demon who overthrew the lord of the underworld and unleashed dominance over the world. Grifter and Zealot came from the future, and it turns out that it is a future Spawn who is the culprit. Hmm. That's about it. Original. Face yourself. <laughs> the dialogue's wonky. The story face is, yourself. Yeah, the story's exactly face yourself. This is and it's, it's 96, right? So, like, if this is the image, they're writing high. So, we're not really looking for, like, that heavy set dialogue, exposition, no. internal monologues. It's like, yo, look at the artwork, because they're fucking up each other for, like, 16 pages. Yeah, and Image was his return to American comics, right? After the whole DC fall, he went back. Yeah. He, he wrote Mad Love. That's, he did all that stuff, Taboo. And then he came back just to prove that he could still write. And you could tell his heart <laughs> was not in it. Like, he wrote a bunch of books for Image, and it's like, two were good it's like oh man it's weird too like why not just write spawn and do like a whole descent into hell yeah he, like he go find a demon that's been sitting on the shelf which is his, his trope like go find somebody who's unused and then yeah. just play on the whole dynamics of like the underworld and death he, and what he, that means he wrote a couple of one shots for spawn and he also wrote the blood feud miniseries which isn't which isn't on here that one was weird not, i don't know i think terrible spawn, was that it's not terrible. That's why it's not love, love, It's weird. It's he. It's when his weird's not bad. Weird is just like, okay. I'm not used to this. It's like his suits going on killing sprees without him. It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's weird, but in the in the frame of Spawn. Who's yeah, and what was cool a possessed is that, demon? 
Yeah. Well, yeah. What was cool about it was that it featured Sam and Twitch a lot with two cops. Okay. Nice. Uh, who are you know who are good? But Again, yeah, he, he, loves, a, he loves he loves the side characters. Yeah, he does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he. But yeah. Anyways, we're not talking about Spawn, but he, yeah, he did a couple of one shots before. Uh, number six. Let's get graphic. <laughs> Providence. Okay. So I will never I will never forgive you for making me read. Did you read guys. all this? Yes. Providence. All all was it twelve issues? What the Providence is the last one, right? Yeah, the third one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I didn't. I didn't get all the way through. I was already coming off of. So Providence is the third book in this in his trilogy, right? There's the courtyard. There's Neon Shock, Yeah, his Shockman trilogy. And then there's Providence. Yeah, his um. I don't give uh, a fuck anymore. His is um, I'm rich, bitch. His H.P. Lovecraft. His Lovecraftian horror books. Oh, that's what you're gonna call them. Yeah, well, it's Lovecraft, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it's a prequel and a sequel. It's it's long as fuck, and I it's so dry to read and i read the whole goddamn thing and nothing happens yeah nothing happens like the last this is the last thing i read actually for our our read was this one and it goes on and on this should have been six issues tops but it was way longer (laughs) takes place in 1919 for the most part the last issue or two being tied directly to um the book that came before this which we'll talk about later in this list Of course, there's a rape scene. Two, actually, one body switch and one with the mouth. So, yeah, gross. There's actually one where they, they switch bodies. Yeah, still a rape. They know it is. It's, it's, it's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like that something jumps into his body and then he jumps into hers and then he's. It, I don't want to talk Check about it out it. if you're still interested. We're moving on. If you like Lovecraft stuff, you probably will like this. But I mean, it's part of a trilogy. You think? People are fucking weird. They might like. There's a lot of Lovecraft weird. Like, I'm sorry. Weird. Yeah, I guess. I guess we're Lovecraft not comic book shamers. We're, we're not mm-hmm. shaming your choice in reading material. No. It's just buyer beware. Some yes. things take go left field real fast, and this. Well, this one takes its time, but it's after reading two previous versions, so you know, like you're buckled in for a fucked up ride. Yes, very fucked up. Because the yeah courtyard was. I actually enjoyed. We actually enjoyed that. It made our honorable mentions. We don't Romeo. <laughs> I'm saying we. I said, I said we. I actually changed it. I was gonna say I, and I was like, no, no, we. You should have, but yeah, you gotta take me down with you. All right, because courtyard was. I, I don't know. I like courtyard just fine. Of the three, sure, yeah, yeah easily. But like, I mean, it the, opens the, the with like ca- the, of the three, exactly. The main character's a piece yeah. of shit, but it was. It opens with some racist, racist shit. So I was yes. like, oh boy, yeah, it's a buckle in. Yeah, but, but this, this is this one. This one's just a. This one's just dry. It's long. It's dry. Some stuff happens at the end. That ties into the book before it, and Cthulhu's there. So I mean, if you like, it's like fish people in your heart cells. Like, hey, hey, you guys like Cthulhu? You should check this out. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, Lovecraft. If you like Lovecraft, you probably you might actually like this. Uh, number we, five. We do not. No. Trash. Back to image. This is we're gonna get a little bit of image run here now. Yeah. But back to a theme too, because I feel like the name was a choice. Five later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's an interesting fact. This version of Violator was actually the inspiration for John Leguizamo's version of the clown. Huh. This one was so he kind of redid the the clown because in the original in the original spawn stuff, uh, clown and Violator they're not so like not, yeah, not, not like, so quippy. Yeah. They're more Ham, hamming it up. They're more yeah. menacing and like dark and evil. And this one's like so this no, is the one they used for the movie, human. which. 
did not turn out well because the movie's trash. So, I mean, but like Wazamo was good in it. Like that's the yeah, one he, thing we said about our fucking you're right. review. When we did our he fucking uh, kills that role. We did our cross pages, Spawn and yes, Hellboy. Did. And yeah, he he's, fucking spent the entire movie on his knees because you, you can't fake that. No, I mean you can, but he didn't. He was on his knees. It's just John Leguizamo chewing scenery, right? Fucking face paint. One of the best things in the film. So in this book, Tony Twist has him to be has him to be executed by swimming with the fishes, but he escapes. So he hires the admonisher to take care of him. Meanwhile, his brothers watch on from hell and decide to attack him themselves in his powerless state. <laughs> he goes to spawn <laughs> to help him get his demon powers back, then double crosses him and takes back his solitude. Like a true villain. Love the double cross at the end. Yeah, which because nobody saw that coming. I mean, spawn didn't. Fucking idiot. What did like you think you would, man? Do you think you would after all his dealings? Spawn's an old, like a whole other like mess of character. Like I don't understand half the things he does. Looks fucking cool, but like yeah, really cool. Work on that retirement plan. Remember, those, like, remember the show come on like at uh, midnight on MTV or television or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. The, 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 the cheated uh, HBO because it was like yeah. we were watching HBO, but we didn't have it. Yeah, being Canadians, woo. I was like, but we got that shit. And I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. I'm not supposed to be watching this. I'm going to keep no. watching this. Yeah, yeah. This is not for me. Yeah. It's the coolest shit ever. It really was. Have we done anything about that? We haven't, have we? We should do it's something on the about list. that. It's coming. Yeah. That's, that was good. I rewatched there's, there's that a couple more, years ago. There's, there's more spawn to talk about because we're, we're going back into Image and we're going back into right. uh, Seth because Seth is potentially a Hall of Famer. I don't know. Seth. McFarlane. No, oh, that's sorry. Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> I was waiting for you to correct yourself, and you never did. Todd, no, just let him flow. <laughs> We're going into Family Guy. I'm sure there's Family Guy comics we could tear to shits. Mm, maybe. There's definitely for a power wreck. We could power wreck some episodes. We do, we've done Simpsons already for something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can find a way to get Seth on there. He's not a Hall of Famer. No, I know. <laughs> in, for the in record. any sense, in any sense. For the uh, record. But in true dang fashion, I don't know anybody's name, but Todd McFarlane, we will be doing more stuff along the lines with Spawn. And, uh, He's important to the industry. He's hugely important to the industry. Le- leave it to us to talk about another writer on, <laughs> on the Hall of Fame writers. This is Power Records, man. Yeah. It's the Wild West. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Power Rex, no rules. We talk about anything. I'm going to talk about this um, turkey sandwich in a minute. This episode is also a point one, so we can, we're, this is new, this is uncharted territory. This is 52.1, sure. baby. You don't, you, oh, yeah. yeah. We finally reached the other side. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Good God. Number Wait, f- a second to soak it in. It took a while to get to 52. It took a lot. It took a long It took a long time. It did take 52 weeks, which was the intent. The intent was like, oh, yeah, we'll just do 52 and 52. Delay Easy. after delay, and then Easy. other ideas, and then AA. Well, like, life, life, life happened. Yep. We made it. Yeah, now, our, we're on this, now we're on this terrible, terrible list. <laughs> episode 52, but we've got like a hundred something posts. So I mean, okay. Number f- power, po- 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 power Rex. Still, we're still in it. This is still that uh, segment. We haven't just gone off with the deep end. Yeah. None, Although it's late. And... Christ, can I continue? <laughs> <laughs> I Number, think it's better. We just stay, we never finish this power rack. It just stays open. Oh, I'm okay to not talk about the rest of it. <laughs> the next four are fucking gross. Anyway. Number, number four. four. Okay. Still an image. 1963 is the book. It was written in 1993. I hated this so much. <laughs> I hated this so much. Oh, God, I hated this so much. 
Because <laughs> it was, it's like a parody on the Fantastic Four, but it's not ironic in any way. It's just, it's just really. Did you read this? I I checked a yeah. like, piece of it. It's like a it's like a, a lame attempt at doing it. Yes. Yeah. And usually his parodies are like interesting or funny or like oh I get this, but this was just like no. <laughs> it's just a light light parody of Marvel comics. Crystal Ironically, Man. I would I would have loved that this to be a fucking movie though, because you could have done so much with it. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. Instead, you get six issues, and it was like terrible. Crystal Man, Neon Queen, Kid Dynamo, and the Planet. I like that name. That's good. But they yeah they 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 spoofed a whole bunch of Marvel comics. Like Spider Man spoof was in it. There's an Iron Man spoof, Captain America spoof. Excuse me, Thor spoof, all that stuff. Which is amazing if you're a funny writer. Yeah, Op- opens the door to like so many different fucking avenues. You take. Yeah, and it's like it's like a hard throwback to like the '60s comics, thought bubbles, corny dialogue, campy characters. I like how they always like how they always said aloud what they were doing. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm saving you from death now. And it's like, okay. I don't know, but it, but it's not good. I hated it so much. Yeah. Well, I I couldn't stand it, but I like. I guess I get what he was doing, but you know, it'd be it'd be a good Todd McFarlane cartoon, eh? Eh? Maybe. No, I meant Seth. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Three. The uh, we're still in image. This is our last one from Image, though. Voodoo, nineteen ninety-seven. This is fucking terrible. It's Voodoo's member of the Wildcats, who is supposed to be like, uh, you know, a voodoo chick. But instead, she—the basic <laughs> premise is that uh, she she leaves Wildcats, and she goes down. What? What a characterization! Yeah, I was, you can tell how much I like this book. <laughs> well, well, she's she's she goes into New Orleans. Um, she never puts on a costume. She becomes like a like she gets a job at like the stripping joint. Yeah, and it's like this so trashy crime doing. supernatural. Like book about her who's named Voodoo. There's a crime, there's like a crime lord in it who bathes in blood, and I don't know. It's it's fucking weird. It's it's like it's basically her learning how to do voodoo. Yeah, but lots of stripping and because stereotypes of New Orleans and things like that. Yeah, straight trashy. It's not wrong it's character like, for this book. This could have been just like its own thing. But he's yeah, but he's done voodoo before in other books, and it's like it worked just fine. This like in Swamp Thing, there's a bunch of voodoo and worked yeah. just fine. This one is I don't know what he was thinking. It's almost like he was forced to write this thing or something, Probably. like as a favor, like because it doesn't even read like it. Like some of these other ones, they you can tell it's Alan Moore. This one, if you didn't tell me it's Alan Moore, I wouldn't know. That's that's how I don't know if he was maybe he was drunk. I don't know, or he just like just just got it out. He's like it, was, it may have been the last one of his contract. Let's. <laughs> That's what it looks like too, out. right? Because the other ones were 97, early nineties. Yeah. This is the late nineties. It's like fuck it. Like, just, get, just, just get, get it out. Yeah. I'm obligated to do this, so let's just get it out. Okay. Ugh. We're at the top two now. Yeah. These are kind of interchangeable, depending on your taste, or like what offends you more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's less about. It's less about. Yeah, it's less about taste. <laughs> Because they're both tasteless. Yeah. But I guess there's a home for these somewhere. Do you, um, do you agree with this placement? 
Yeah, one irked me more than the other. Yeah, so okay. I'll give it to you. But like, I wasn't happy touching either of them. No. And no. I stopped reading one before. I, I stopped reading two before I stopped reading one. Like, I finished one and I was like, all right, let's record this motherfucker. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the well, second one's like I'm I'm done reading this guy. Like and I, and two two number two is Lost Girls uh, by Taboo from 1991 1992, and then they picked it up again in 2006 to finish it. Is this need to be someone who's like put a bow on this one? This is, this is softcore up. porn. This is what this is. It's softcore porn with underage girls. So Dorothy. From the Wizard of Oz, Alice from Wonderland, and Wendy from Peter Pan are all the three main characters, and yeah, they're late teens, mid teens, and they're having sex with older people. And it's low on plot, high on concept art, and a lot of sex. Deals with no not so nice themes like incest, you guessed it, rape, and under <laughs> so I mean, yeah, and then just like peeing all over any of the like characters that you love from your childhood. With that connection, because they could have just been three abstract girls, but no, no, no. Let's well, look, actually, just... he, I mean, here's how they are in the book. So Dorothy's the youngest with a big personality and loves sex, has an affinity and energy for it towards both men and women. Upbeat and sweet, but wild and very and very sexually charged and experienced with three farmhands: Lion, Scarecrow, Tin Man. And there's Wendy, who's a grown grown woman with a shoddy past about a prostitute boy named Peter and his sister Tinkerbell. She gets to know them and his gang of friends and sex ensues while they are stalked, watched by Hook. <laughs> now more suppressed with sexuality as she's grown up. And there's Alice, who's older. She's in her 50s and was molested by a man she, she names White Rabbit as a child. This soured her in men, on men in general and had a bit of a disassociative effect on her seemingly making her gay. <laughs> Fools around with girls at her boarding school until she meets an older woman who brings her into large orgies and who kind of used her. So, yeah, th these are definitely movies that Disney will keep in its vault. You're, mm -hmm. you're not going to get a diamond release for any of these uh, reimaginings, as one might say. So that might sound actually to some people that those descriptions might sound kind of fun because they're kind of they're pretty detailed. I'm going to tell you right now that's. It's more interesting to hear about them the way I wrote them than actually than read to it. read it. Yeah, reading it is gruesome yeah. and uncomfortable, and, and I didn't like it. <laughs> and and could have had some cool ideas there with reimagining what the characters were, but like the fact that it's supercharged with sex and like yeah. underage sex and like uh like I want to say adolescent sex. It's just like yeah. at the, like when you're discovering what sex is, it's just weird coming from a, at this point a middle aged man. Yeah. So yeah, um, I didn't read much of this because I was like, all right, I get it. Um, well, it's it's a, it's pornographic, right? So it's like, okay, I get it. You you read a bit of it, you read the whole thing. Yeah, okay. I'm. Those are the summaries of the characters. I'm pretty sure I got that it. from some of yeah. yeah. Which brings us to n -n 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 number one. P -p 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 power. Oh, this is terrible. This book is terrible. I just want to say this is probably. The most disturbing thing I've ever read <laughs> in comic books. Neonomica from... And you read the Bible. Didn't. Neonomicon. So from Avatar Press from 2010. This is the middle, the middle section of his Lovecraft trilogy. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of which movie trilogy I would equate this to. Is oh, this the Empire? Is this the Empire Strikes Back? No, because Empire Strikes Back's the best one, is it not? It is. This is it's kind bad. of the best of the terrible three. This is kind of the best one because, like, the this is, and that's it's weird to say that, but it's the most interesting things happening. It's just racist, rapey, graphic, say, yeah, um, it- ancestral. It's not even what happens. Like you want to it say, is, it's Temple is, of Doom. It's Temple of Doom. Then, sorry. Okay, there you go. It it is what happens, but it's also the characters are terrible too. Yeah. So it's like yeah, nobody nobody comes out looking good in this. Yeah, that's right. I take that back. This is um, what's the uh the second Transformers called? Oh fuck! Is that Dark of the Moon? Yeah, no, the no, one where not. they have fucking, Revenge of the uh, Fallen. The following yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those two. Oh, dark, dark, it might be dark, where they have uh, it was a devastator, and you get to see like he, he's got that's balls the second one. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's the that's the fallen one. And then they got the the racist uh, transformers, white yeah. flap, and uh, yeah, the talk jive and can't speak. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's this. That's this. It's yeah. offensive. It offensive is offensive across the board. My and first on. note is my first note for is the fuck that I just read. Um. I purposely told you to read this, but didn't tell you what happened in it because I read this and had no, because I was like, okay, sequel to the courtyard. So this is going to get weird. Because okay. you're a sadist. You're I sadistic. Am. Yeah, and you I have. to suffer. I did. I suffered. Because I suffered and I wanted you to share that pain. <laughs> because yeah, I this caught. Is a wee, this is a wee book. I we caught, both read this. I caught it, like it caught me way off guard when it did that turn. I was like, what the fuck is, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, And it's fuck. already got some weird turns leading up to that. It's just like. Yes. Because the, the 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 cops, the agents aren't like they're, they're fucking they act stupid, weird they're... and stupid, and they're a little too close for like comfort. It's so fuck. It's okay. So sequel to the court. There's two FBI agents. Nympho do you want to give away anything, or do you want to not tell anyone so people? No, I want to give away everything, so they can <laughs> suffer suffer the pain that we've gone through. All right, give, give there this. is nympho cop and black cop. Yeah, it sums it up. That's those are the two main characters. They have no personality. Big, big black cop. Big yeah. black cop. Sorry, big black cop I, and yeah, because <laughs> I'm waiting for one of us to slip up saying big black cop. <laughs> Nothing more. <laughs> Dumbest shit. Like they fought. Okay, so they're they're on this case to find. Um, they're they're FBI, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're FBI. Yeah, on a that's, case that's to find that's this car, this guy they're looking for, and without even thinking of it, they go into like a like they don't call back up. They don't nope. tell where they're going. They're just nope. like, oh, we're gonna go down to this dungeon down here with yep. these people that are part. Don't of the don't set up like a, a a field team to like, okay, watch our back. Don't yeah. uh, mic themselves to be like, okay, record this so we can no. have proof later. Nope, they they go rogue. Yeah, they go rogue. They join like they join a cult and they go down to this basement, which and... goes down into like a cellar, which goes down into like a catacombs. Yeah, yeah, they walk right into it. No sense of backup. So I was right there. I was like, this is stupid. What happens down there? Even worse. Oh, and she wears glasses and cannot see without her glasses. Oh yeah, that's no, a, it's it's, it's a so pivotal, tropey. Pivotal it's point. Yeah, it's pivotal point. She can't see. Yeah, because she has no idea that she's being mounted by. Okay. Well, even before that, she gets mounted by like how many guys? And, yeah, yeah, and a couple girls. It's it's gross. It's it's disgusting. It, it made me weird. It made me feel sick to my stomach because they go down to this fucking pool and all the cult members all get naked and they ha- have an orgy and then they rape both of them. They're the yeah they rape and then 
just her. I can't remember if they kill him. No, because uh, one of the ladies goes back to check their pants and finds the gun. Finds his gun. Yeah. Finds big black cop <laughs> gun, <laughs> and then shoots him, uh, cold blood, dead. And she's freaking out now because like they made her take out her contacts or some shit too, so she can't even see. She's like, "Oh no, did you just shoot like my quote unquote lover?" And they're like, "Yeah." Like we know who you are, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" And then you know, it it just fuck. And they so they just go to town on her, and then this they summon all the sex summons this fish man. Yeah. Who goes to think town? Shape on her. Of, think shape of water, but like even more rapier. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not saying shape of water dude was rapier, but like aggressively, like oh this guy, like this fish wants to fuck. Like he just drags her around and just. Well, he he. They all go off on him first, right? There's a whole like. Yeah, they all. Yeah, that's right. They all this fish can like, come so much, so like they like dudes are jerking him off and like yeah. taking it to the face and yeah. yeah. They're like, okay, that's now right. he's all warmed up for you, and then they leave her to like get raped for weeks, and like constantly keep bringing her food to like eat. Yeah, and she's like, this is horrible, but then like ends up empathizing with like the yeah. the rapey yeah. fish. Yeah, it just it, yeah. nothing and makes then, sense in this world. And then one, I think one of the most offensive things is like she's so she's an, she's nympho cop, so um, being so raped she likes for it. two it's weeks is an excuse for her to like being things. raped for two weeks now cures her of her sex addiction. Oof. It's like this is. I thought you were gonna talk about like um, when she said she had like pee or something, and like that's the oh yeah, why, drinks, like, they, drinks her pee. Yeah, like well, she you know stops having sex to like to pee, and then he he drinks it. Yeah, he drinks fish monster. And she's like trying to she's trying to beat him off so that she like doesn't oh, yeah, have so to have sex have anymore because yeah. she's it's so and, and then fucking she's gross. She's cracking jokes as she's jerking him off like this yeah. rapey fish monster is like, oh yeah, oh you really do come along. I was like, who's he's this? staring at like who, the dead eyes? <laughs> who's who's this book for, sir? That was my question. Who who's who asked for this? It's that okay, so that's the question I, I actually I actually have a screenshot from a Reddit post. I want <laughs> you did a deep dive on this oh, i God. did because i don't understand it yeah a lot of his work i understand okay there's an analog of this this is a this is a, a, a tear down of this this is a breakdown of this this is you know what i mean okay I understand or he's this. working or he's working some shit out like he has yeah. a lot of stuff where he puts himself as a character and you see like he's trying to work out whatever the fuck is going on in his head mm-hmm. i didn't see a alan moore character in this no. unless you want to tell me you a rapey fish monster yeah exactly because the cops had no personality so so I got this one, this one comment. Should I read the person's name too? I screenshot it. Do we give credit? Have we given credit to anybody yet? No. Okay, so we're not going to do it yet. The idea of, Nomino- of Neonomicon was to show in excruciating detail the stuff that in a Lovecraft story would be vaguely implied or outright avoided by, well, sorry, avoided being described. So it does that. Personally, I think Neonomicon is pretty bad and ugly and unnecessary. And the idea of doing that is kind of missing the point of a lot of Lovecraft horror. But that's the intention behind dedicating an issue and a half of, of a four-issue series to Fishman Rape. And, and that's, that's someone on Reddit. Yeah. Um, okay, so if that's what he was going for, show in detail the stuff that in a Lovecraft story would be vaguely implied. I mean, he did it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you'd want to do that. No, I thought he like it's almost like you do that if you hated Lovecraft, but apparently he became a fan of Lovecraft and he's like, I'm gonna take his work and instead of making it subtle, I'm gonna make it in your face and fucking gross. And it's like, nope, not for me. 
you almost had the perfect analogy to move to the second part of this, but I'm not going to. I just want to stop talking about Neo Comic Con. Yeah, it sucks. It's, it's terrible. Uh, I never. I it, it, it changed how I now read comics because I'm I'm hoping I never have to see a fish monster again. No, it was and, the most. I was so fucking shocked when I saw. That. I was like, what? What? <laughs> I have severe questions about the shape of water, though. I I want to know if Guillermo del Toro. I'd read had this before. Any idea about this and just like, okay, here's how we pull this back. But there's oh. something there. There's a there's a love story. A love we can make it. We can make it romantic. Uh, yeah. I don't Which know. I think he did. He just didn't have anybody getting raped. Who would have? Who would have thought? Who would have thought if you take rape? Out of it? <laughs> sex can be fun if you take rape out of it. I... What do you know? Shit. You mean she wants to have sex with? It? Oh, okay. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> That's that's the Alan Moore power wrecking. Again, Hall of Fame doesn't mean you don't make shit that's fucking weird. This is we read comic books for a living, I guess, or a non-living. I mean, if I was reading this for a living, I'd definitely be asking for a raise. Um, But thankfully, I don't think we're going to talk about Alan Moore written work anymore. No. We are going to talk about shit that he has a fucking painful reaction to. That's right. So carrying on the tradition of shame of Alan Moore, because that's what this episode is called. Take it away, Dang. We're going on to his flicks, which is funny enough, which would probably be the majority of most people's introduction to Alan Moore would be some of these films. Which, good and bad, bad and bad, isn't a bad way to get into it because it only gets better if you can get past a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Like it only goes up. Like all this stuff that you end up reading that we're going to discuss, the books are always better. Each one of these. Ah, all of them. Ah, all of them. Ah, all of them, man. You got you to tease them a little bit. But uh, oh, like, yeah, okay. So all of them, but. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the one that we, I guess, although we still argued about that even before we started recording, is the best translation from book to screen. Okay, well, the best just, adaptation. Yeah, let me just say something first. He, so Alan Moore gets a lot of flack for being like this grouchy curmudgeon about his movies, but the ones we're going to talk about here, it makes total fucking sense why he hates them. I just wanted to say that. Like, I like, he's like, oh, he, people like will say, oh, he doesn't like the movies. He doesn't like his work being touched. I'm like, no, because they all fucked his work up in yeah. different ways. Some to a better result. Right. But again, as a writer, you, you can only imagine what would happen if well, someone just took and that was always that, painstakingly. Yeah. That was always his argument. Was like, he's like, I have no problem with it, but I didn't write them to be movies. I wrote them to be books. And that's. Well, that's not the world we live in, Alan Moore. Yeah, All of our best enough. movies are books. All of our best books are movies. Wait, one of those is true. The other one isn't. I can't remember which one is which. Um, all of our best movies were books. Sure. But not all of our best books were movies. Wait, did I say the same thing again? Mm. Probably. Yeah. I'm leaving you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a loop. Um, okay, go ahead. Most of the, the greatest films have come from great books. It's kind of what I'm trying to get at. It's usually up to uh, the audience whether or not they like the book better than the movie. Um, this isn't going to be the list where you're like, the movie was better. But this is the closest adaptation to. And there's something to be said for the changes that were made in it. So 
what we think, eh, again, we argue, but you're probably right. Going Down is probably the best adaptation. It's Watchmen, directed mm-hmm. by Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Screenplay by David Hater and Alex Tice. And then maybe one of the best comic book casts assembled. Yeah, in terms cast, of right. each actor actually kind of embodying uh, the characters from the comic book. So we have Jackie Early Haley playing Roshak, Patrick Wilson playing Dad Dedrin, uh, Dred, Dan Dedgeberg, <laughs> Dredgeberg. <laughs> Should just said Night Owl. The entire time we're going to just said Night Owl. You could have, yeah. Carla Gugino playing Sally Jupiter. Uh, Malin Ackerman playing Laurie Jupiter, Billy Crudup playing Dr. Manhattan, Matthew Good playing Adrian Velt, Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Edward Blake, and a little special shout out to Matt uh, Fewer who plays Moloch. Uh, let's go. Let's do it. So I actually watched this movie before I read the book, yeah. like the original version, and then I watched it again. Um, for the, I think I've seen it three times. I'm trying to remember if I've seen it two, two or three times. But I watched it originally when it first came out. And I was kind of like, ah, that's all right. And then I read the book. And then I read the book again. And then I watched the movie. But I watched the director's cut. So it had uh, more in it. Right. The book is better. Okay, we already said that. Book is, we're not going to go. Book is better for yeah. all of these, okay? Um, but this one is almost minus the, the, um, the uh, Dr. Manhattan chapter which is probably the best chapter in the book and some other things that they switched up it's pretty like you said it's almost it's almost sin city in this adaptation yeah Yeah. it really is he really stole as much as possible until he couldn't steal anything more yeah and that shows it's three and a half hour runs yeah like that's where you wanted him to be a director and be like we don't need these scenes like there's like he 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 included ellen moore like dialogue where it's just like i don't want my character telling me all the exposition just give me the one line and then show me the action that he's doing it mm-hmm. um essentially i think all of these superheroes are actually supers because like comedian has like super strength adrian yeah is, like, that's right super intellectual and stuff like that so like that i don't mind like those are the fun changes that you can make same with the prison scene right like with the, the fighting when they're going down yeah. the, like that's not in the book but it, it worked right it was it's a, it's a but that, that that's what that's how i argue with you this this is a great scene movie yep like it's not a cohesive are we are we talking about the two and a half hour or the three and a half hour book our movie Cut. yeah because snyder being snyder nothing nothing's left on the the cutting room floor but he does great scenes well like the mm-hmm. manhattan slowly as like they're telling his story as he like turns into Dr. Manhattan. That shit's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really the do. prison scene, fucking great. The intro, this is one of the best like startings to a movie ever, comic book movie ever. Because it gives you everything you need to know about what Watchmen were, who they are, and where they're coming to. And it, it maybe has the best cheat code soundtrack for a movie because he hits you with so many fucking nostalgics. Like I wrote the it's got uh, Unforgettable, Nat King Cole, The Times Are a Change in Bob Dylan. I think that's the trailer song. Sound of Silence, Simon and Garfunkel, Me and Bobby McGee, Janis Joplin, I'm Your Boogeyman, Casey and Sunshine Band, You're My Thrill, Billy Holiday, um, Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, which is fucking great on that. All Along the Watchtower is fucking great mm-hmm. by Jimi Hendrix and the Experience. Um, the Ride of the Valkyries, 
when the fucking Vietnam shit's coming in by the Budapest Symphony Orchestra and Pirate Jenny by Nina Simone. So, I mean, if you're a fan of, like, I don't know, classic, like, rock, like, what do we even call that shit? Like, those are all fucking, all of those, you you can build an entire playset around each individual song. He included those in. And it works. and and his his fucking lead into this movie because I remember seeing this trailer before the Batman Begins, and it was the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, what is it? The world. Ah, oh, fuck! I wish I knew the song off the top. Like that trailer song because it's the slowed down version of the song. Like it it fucking like swept you up because you did like a lot of these, when you're first seeing the trailer, you don't know what it is. Unless you're that familiar with Watchmen, you're just you know a superhero movie's coming. The, off beginning, the, heels of, the, the beginning is the end of the beginning. Yes, and they he, in Snyder fashion, he slows it down, or whoever decides to slow uh-huh. it down, because this movie's insane with slow, slow down, slow motion, slow panning. I have to see every drop of blood fly. Snyder loves his slow motion. That's what he's great at. So like those scenes are fucking insane, but. I, I like it's how often do you rewatch this movie? Oof, like I said, I've seen it, I think, twice. I, I, I can't remember if I've seen it three times, but it's it's not one, it's not like one you watch. I don't know, for me, it's not one you watch all the time because it's so fucking long. Plus, the book's yes. better and it's right there. So yes, long. I'd rather read the book every year than watch the movie every year. Yes, and this motherfucker kept blue dong on the fucking screen. For That's like right. two and a half hours, you're looking at cock, cock, cock. Big blue cock. You can say that, <laughs> and that's a choice. Yeah. Because in the comic book, you barely see fucking Manhattan's yeah. wang out, wang, yeah. and it's like a line and like a curve. Yeah, it's not detailed. Yeah. This is a a CGI dick. animated dick. So like someone he a poor artist had to spend like twenty hours figuring out. Like, oh, he turned left, so, like, there's a, <laughs> there's a switch. Like, there's a shift. There's a, there's a sway to this direction. Yeah. And, again, most people saw this movie in the theaters. Yo, <laughs> comes into Vietnam, big brazen and fucking cock out. Naked. Just, just so it's like, Snyder, you, you made this fucking choice. Like, you already take me out this fucking movie. Because, like, the characters I want to enjoy are either super rapey <laughs> Super dark, or they got their cock out, or yeah. they're undeveloped woman. Like I, I like Silk Spectre doesn't get any favors in this. Like she looks like a like uh like a a sex slave like yeah. super. Like she jumps from one to the other and she's like I just I want it and they like they have sex like that's when the Leonard Cohen movement goes out like when they're having sex on fucking Artemis and shit like yeah. that yeah. which is his ship. I was like this is a cool scene. Yeah. Does it fit in what you're trying to tell me? It's like, no. So as much as you, you want to pump this up, because again, stylistically, it looks beautiful. Like visually, this is fucking a gorgeous movie. Oh, yeah, it is. Even today. And this is, it was made almost, it was made like 15 years ago. Or no, sorry, 12 years ago, right? <laughs> you're not that far off. What an We're idiot. But like, there are, there are distinct choices he makes in this. So it's like, as a director, you didn't have to do that. And like everyone fucking fell in love with Rorschach. So like which I've already gone on about that during the book. Well, do it again here, because here's where they fell in love with Rorschach. They didn't fall in love with the real Rorschach, which was who Alan Moore is writing. They did they fell they in love did. with what, no, what, what they fell in love with what Jackie Earl did. Yeah, who who plays him amazing, yeah. 
but he's a fucking lunatic and a loser. He's the only one in the movie who can't let go of the past. He's just like, he drags everything back, like all the bad shit back. Like he's just, he's got no life. Like he's just, he's got no progression. He's got no, not, not character progression. But I'm saying he's just stuck in his old ways and he's he's like an old, he's like an old man playing dress up, you know, it's like. He'll he'll never move forward. And he's, he's basically the narrator for the the movie. So you have to either empathize with the movie or be like, fuck, like what's this guy going to get into? Yeah. And it's funny because the first time I watched this movie back in this, and I was like, "Yo, this guy's really badass." But then when you start to like understand what the characters are, you you read you read it and you watch it again, you kind of understand where they're all coming from. It's like this guy is a dickhead. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, like I like I I completely understand what Ozzy Mandy's is trying to do, and I'm yep. like, this guy's smart, and he's actually trying to do something. Whereas Rorschach, but an like, asshole. Of course he is. They're all assholes. And, and they're all own. assholes. Yeah, fair, they're fair, all fair, assholes. Fair. But but Rorschach is like, no, it's got to be this way. It's got to be this way. He's like so fucking stuck in his ways. It's like antique, antiquated thinking and stuff like that. And it's like, man, like, relax. He's so uptight. I can't stand that. I mean, he, watching him on screen just kind of stresses me out because he won't relax. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, man, like, have some fun. <laughs> like, relax a little. Let it go. I mean, this is not a this is not a world of fun. No, it isn't. It isn't. But even 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 night, I was like, ah, you know, he's chill. Like he's kind of like struggling with but, identity. Like, oh, do I go back? But Roshak's like, I can't ever change. Like, man, you're like 45 years old. Like, okay. Yeah, he, he never gonna change. Okay, two things on that. The second is what they did to fucking night hour, which basically just called him impotent, and he's yeah. like, I, I can't perform. Like, so in addition to giving me giant blue balls, you're just taking this guy's cock out and yeah. saying he can't use it. Like, that's a fuck you. Because like that's not really in the book. Um, no, it's not. But rewatching this, I my hot take is Night Owl and Rorschach are basically uh, the two sides of Batman. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit! Like this is why if like if Batman turned into a two faced, he'd be like these two like one who has all the kind of money and expertise and know how to build it, but like has the performance anxiety of like I don't know if I like this is what I should be doing right like. Yeah the man side of him and like the reservation of apprehensiveness that's night owl but then there's this other side of him that roshak of like i can't let go of shit shit fucked me up when i was young yeah so now everything else is gonna get fucked up based on it. i was like oh yeah, my just, gosh it's like unwavering star and that's why like we've talked about before like the older we the older i get the less i'm trying to like batman less and less i'm like man like you're so rigid like, <laughs> like oh yeah no batman's an asshole and then like, the fact that uh osmandius's outfit looks like uh, Batman from Batman and Returns because got the nipples on. It yeah, Ozzy is so, great though. He's charismatic. He he has a plan. He's initiating it. He fucking goes to basically club wins. Yeah, <laughs> but he's uh, but like your loyalty is fucking low. You, yes, you took out comedian, and I mean, also I don't get this. It's in the '60s, but the technology that like Night Owl and Osmanius are dealing with because mm-hmm. he uses a fucking old school. Apple computer with like a disc, like the, the hard disc. But then you go to his like Alaskan base or Antarctica base. It's the, the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a fucking like Liger Tiger. Yeah. Thriger. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, where's that, that thing? Is, yeah. who, who, how, so you guys are aliens? What's going on here? Because comic books. The only one that makes sense to is uh, fucking Manhattan who goes to Mars yeah. and like almost kills his girl. He's like, oh yeah, you can't breathe. Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I forgot about that. Maybe I should put my dog away. <laughs> and like, there's a gang. There's, essentially, there's a 
like, not a gangbang, but like no, double teaming. Yeah, double, double teaming her. There's a third one there. It's more or less a gangbang. He doesn't. He, he creates like a whole bunch of copies. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Choices, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. it's hard for me to say this is like great scenes, but you know, two and a half hours. It's yeah, and it that's the, that's the that's not the director's cut. That's the the studio release. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. And then there's two other versions, right? There's the director's cut, and then there's the <laughs> what was the other one called? There's the director's cut, and there's like the extended cut, and then there's like there's the, the, I think I th- he's got to put Zack Snyder on it, so there's a Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, where it's like ridiculous, like it's just three and a half hours. Stupid. I've, yeah, I've recorded everything. Let's move on. Let's move on. So this is the next up that's pretty damn good. This is the one I was arguing that I thought this was the best adaptation. Um, we're gonna go with V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Director James Mateague. This was the cool uh, point the, that I didn't the Wachowski do this. Yes, so Lily okay. and uh, Lana Wachowski wrote the uh, screenplay. And again, it's a small cast, but way to go British when you need to go British because it's a British movie, right? Hugo Hugo Weaving as V, Natalie Portman as Evie, Rupert Graves as Dominic, Stephen Ray as Finch, Stephen Fry as Dietrich, John Hurt as Adam Sutler. Um, t- Tim Bigot Smith as Creedy, Roger Allen as Louis Pertho, and okay, Sydney Cusack as Della Sajuch. But it's a small cast. It's very insulated. It's all in Britain. It looks fucking good. Still, yeah. It looks like a, it looks like a comic. Yeah. But talks like an Alan Moore book. Yeah. And they so- pull back the heavy kind of tones. That's going to say it was like dystopian. Yeah. The actual book. Well, and so the the things that the big changes for me in this one um, is that the novel's more fascism versus anarchism, while and then the movie is is way more liberty versus authoritarianism. Like it's so, and that's that's due to the eras. Like the book was written in the eighties. This film was shot what two thousand five. So you can tell that when Moore's England is is more about uh, Margaret Thatcher's England and like during the Cold War, this mm-hmm. is you can tell this is way more aimed at um, Bush, like the administration, the Bush administration, and that, that's, so the the whole theme from Jump is completely different. Yeah, um, but still works, especially where we are today. It does work, but they Hollywooded it right. They made it more Americanized, like the theme. I know it's in London, but the theme is more American politics than it is. In the, and like, like we said, which that, is why you bring on screenplay writers because you mm-hmm. have to. No book, other than Sin City, I guess, if we're talking comics. But most books in general can't literally, like, you can't literally take word for word everything and translate it to the screen. Things have no. to play out differently. You have to know when to pull the punches and when to adapt material in order for it to be better consumed. Yeah, and I, I feel I, I feel like this book was the best adapted. I'm not knocking it for that change in theme, but that's like I noticed it right away. I was like, okay, the, and because the book is much, it's interesting too because the book is there was no like okay, the government is the bad guy, right? Yeah. But at the same time, in this in the movie, the government's way more mustache twirlers, but they're like like sinister, like. We are the bad guys. In the book, it's kind of like they're just a government body that's 
doing like they're still bad but they're not sinister you know what I'm, you know what i'm trying to say like yeah because well because they have the different branches this one doesn't really do the eye doesn't do that doesn't do the branches ears. it's just but like it, oh there's that floating face dude but like but this, that's this a whole seen, 1984 shit right yeah like, that's a whole george george well no oh, sorry george orson bush orson well george i can't i can't remember the dude i'm trying to say the 1984 uh orwell that's what i'm trying to say um it's about like if we keep going on this path, eventually it's just going to be one fucking um, authoritative fascist figure that's running everything. And like those themes can keep getting repeated. So for me, the it wasn't as dire as the book, but it was more, hey, there's shit we should kindly kind of keep an eye out on because we could very easily end up in the system that they ended up in. Yeah. And 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 like and that's part of what the change in, in that theme is part of what drew it to uh, general audiences anyways. It's hard to appeal to the masses if you're kind of supporting anarchy, whereas like you're saying, it's um, it's more modernized, so it's like, okay, yeah. we, can, we, can, we can do anti-establishment without being anarchists, right? So right. that's why I think it hits so well with general public, because it's a good movie. It's, it's good. Yep. It's, it, not, it's the best review of the movies that we're talking about. Is it? Okay, I didn't know yeah. that's good. Yeah, that makes sense though. Because that that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, and then and then they like V still an asshole. He's yep. still a torturer, but like in the wrong hands, they would have had Portman kind of doing all the subjective stuff that Evie does in the book. Like there's a moment when she finally breaks out of like the prison and realizes like what freedom is, and like she's in the rain. In the comic book, she strips down to be naked to be in the rain because that's Alan Moore. And this one, she keeps her burlap sack on, and I was like, mm. "Good, like, yeah, it's that you don't need that, right? Like, just you kind of getting that." And she went to, for the ring of this, right? Like, she shaved her head. She gave the best kind of Brit accent that she could. But they marry all of the heavy tones with like decent action, like V still busting up assholes with yep. his like daggers and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like. So like there's a good balance. Like you're you're not just getting bogged down with the world that Alan Moore created and how depressing it is to live in what this London would be like. There's still kind of a levity of there's an adventure. We're trying to break three. We're trying to break through. We don't know how. Um, but this is the guy we're gonna follow. Yeah, it's still got the and we're both because we're superhero fans, and this isn't a superhero flick, but you still have the vigilante versus fuck the establishment right yeah As the, so that's fun that's always fun really. hugo weaving is amazing in this and he's always oh, fantastic <laughs> i don't know if he's behind the mask and in the makeup but he is the yeah, voice is. the voice the voice works fucking great he is he is he's he's the he's the body for that natalie portman does a great job too yeah um, he's 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 still charming and still menacing still an asshole right like i, I don't know how you put people you call your friends and people that you care about through the that mental torture that he put yeah that, that torture right that you put it through you could have escaped at any time it's like nah i couldn't have it's like you got a lot door, motherfucker yeah um, <laughs> let's try but no and then you get the and you get this the only movie that kind of has a happy ending Ah, uh, yeah i'm gonna say this because the 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 one we're gonna laugh about the most has an ending but i wouldn't say it's happy this one ends with a big boom yeah and i enjoy that parliament look it's big bad yeah. parliament one thing I will say is they took out the whole um, robot romance. Remember that? The, <laughs> the AI romance? That's a smart move coming yeah, into I think Hollywood. So too. Yeah. You it's, can't include everything. 
No, no. The, the, hey, we didn't even talk about that Watchmen. There's no pussy vagina marks there in the end, the third act. Oh, like, we didn't a, even fucking talk about it. What the hell? Yeah, the big We talked the about act, that the in the fucking comic book. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The big switch up. Yeah. Good move, Snyder. Way to make Manhattan the bad guy based on Adrian's plan, which is essentially if we create sonic booms that, that he, he manifests, then the world will unite themselves against Dr. Manhattan. Everyone has a shared villain, so they'll come to peace. Mm-hmm. Smart plan, but like very dangerous and very ideology or idea. Uh, I, blah, blah, blah. Smart plan, <laughs> very uh, deep in his ideology of like how to formulate that, but mm-hmm. like way to stab your entire team in the back. And then that's the whole moral compass of is it all right to kill one if it means I get to save many? Yeah. But like add more zeros. And so is it okay to kill millions if I get to see billions? Yeah. Right? And that's why fucking Rosha can't let go. I love the change. The change is amazing. Manhattan gets it. Adrian gets it. Night Owl gets it. Roshak doesn't get it. So Roshak dies. Yeah. Exactly. That's why he gets that's why he gets popped. And it's a, and that's similar, the writing, but the, and the, the change is cool. And it's similar with V for Vendetta, too. It's because he even says, like, sometimes murder is good. Sometimes killing is 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 killing um a good thing if it's the right people like he doesn't kill so in the movie he doesn't kill the people the guys that try to sexually assault evie but he no. does kill the broadcaster yeah right it's like so she's like are you gonna kill more people? he's like yep because sometimes it's good violence can be used for good things so that's the whole anarchist angle right like sometimes you need to kill something and i kind of love that because it's like I don't, and then he kills a whole bunch of like stormtroopers. Yeah. Like in the sewers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just goes yeah. bodied out. Goes buck well. And it's well, got it's a matrix, it's got a matrix tone to it too. Yeah, like, you can tell. Yeah. The, the, matrix, the matrix action styles. I was like, ah, so like another cheat code, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I I fucking enjoyed it. No, it's really it's a really good movie. Okay. Moving on on adaptions. Mm-hmm. Going down the list. Uh I didn't say years on anything, but I'll say the years from this one. We're doing from hell. It came out in 2001, rated R, directed by the Hughes Brothers, which is Albert and Alan. Screenplay by Terry Hayes. The cast is Johnny Depp as Inspector Frederick. Heather Graham as Mary Kelly. Ian Holmes as Sir William Gull. Robbie Coltrane as Sergeant Peter Golden. Jason Fleming as Nedley. And Ian Richardson as Sir Charles Ward. It's it's not good. So, this was the first of his works to get adapted. Adapted was this one, two thousand one, right? This is the first one. Yes. They went so fucking far off <laughs> the source the material. Beaten path. We the, love. Why would you? Cho- why would you choose material. this book though as the yeah. first one of all the things he's done? Why would you choose this one? Yeah. It's the it's so. This is a thick fucking book. It's like three hundred pages. No, it's like six hundred pages. Man. Yeah, it's lore and water. Something. Oh wait, it's, no, you can be right. No, okay, right. I think it's three hundred, like three seventy-one or something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it's heavy. It's thick. It's got a lot of lore. It's got. A, it's hugely detailed, and they, it's a big black book. It's a, it's a big blue book, and they <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's a big black and white book. You're right. Yeah, with some red. With a bit of red. With a bit of red. And you, it, if you, if you heard our last episode, you know how much we fucking love this book. We rate it way up. But like, there. but like. Uh, begrudgingly loved it because it's it's dark, it's heavy, it sticks with you. Like it's, a fantastic. It, it's in the pit of your it's in the pit of your stomach. 
Oh, it's disturbing, but it's fantastic. So to see this in a movie, you're expecting a horror. Yeah. Like you're expecting to walk into Saw or like a Blumhouse or like just to be like, not grossed out, but just to be like, I'm not going to feel good about this. Freaked out, no. But they turn this into like a murder mystery with a handsome lead. And it's got Johnny Depp and Heather Ray on the poster. She's got to be the worst English person, Victorian ever? era <laughs> English prostitute ever. Like, every they're all so dirty and gangly, and she's like, da, da, da. she so should like, be the richest Victorian prostitute. Oh man, ever. But I don't know. And like, she got great dresses, her hair is fucking clean, always immaculate and curled. Yeah, all, all her... is kind of amalgamation of two characters, mm-hmm. and like it's constantly touching bodies and rubbing his lips. It's it's just he wasn't good totally... in this. He wasn't no. good in this. I don't like him. The only one who's good in this, Ian Holm, and I didn't get enough of him. Yeah, he was a good goal. Not believable. He was a good he's goal. Not menacing enough to, for me, but he was he was well, good for that adaptation. I feel like that's I think that's the tone of the movie. The, the movie isn't dark. It's very like dreamlike and like bright colors and uh-huh. like, reds and stuff and like. They should have, like, honestly, you should have went Snyder and just pulled the palette out, slowed some shit down, and just, like, take me to a dark place. Because, like, this movie almost is homework. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with the making it a murder mystery rather than a, a study of a psycho? I agree with not choosing this movie. Yeah. I think, I think there's a pantheon <laughs> of shit you could have chosen. Yeah. And done better with. Like 1963. Um. Uh, could, like you said earlier, yeah. Could have had a field day. Yeah. You could have done a lot better. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I don't say that. You know I was going to go with that. Don't say that. Yeah. Don't, don't say that. Um, <laughs> I, I, just, I feel like everyone is on a different page for this book. The only one, okay, Ian Holm is good and uh, Robbie Coltrane. Sorry, Coltrane was good. Yes, he was good. But it, like, nothing matches up to like what's happening. The world isn't falling into a state of descent and like madness. Like everyone's just like kind of about their day. Yeah, and the way that they just undercut all the women in it, because yeah. like they undercut like the lesbian story in there, they undercut like the fear and like the the friendships, like they were leaning on each other, and then like that goes out the window. You don't really get as much of the the secret society shit as you want to. No, you get barely. You get like a pinch of that. Like they give you a hard ending, like. They give you the happy ending of like she just runs away, yeah. And and Johnny just <laughs> like, okay, I have to I have to keep doing the same. I can't run away after her. His his English accent is terrible too. Terrible. Um, I I can't run after her either because then they'll they'll be onto me because they're always watching me as well. I'm like, so you did you solve the crime? No, he didn't. No, he just he no. was just there. He was just there and shit happened. Was... Like the, again, it just rubbed. The, he'd always rub lips or like things and like put his nose. It's like <laughs> this is what you're doing. Turn in like, like, ah, ah. like grapes. He's always like grapes, like grapes. Yeah, grapes. that was the rich. big clue, right? It was rich, grapes. rich. Only grapes. rich people can afford grapes, and there's grapes everywhere. There's Leaves. there's moments, yeah. There's moments where they try to edit it with like the gruesome hacking and stuff like that, and the, that was the most interesting. I was like, I yeah. wish you turned that up more. He went fucking more brutal. I'm trying to think of this like if it was more True Detective. Sure, there are. It's funny because there are some like decent parts in it. It's not. It's I don't think it's a good movie, but there are some decent parts in it that are like, okay, you know what? This like the the setting looks pretty good. Kind it's of. It's a rom com in the middle, but like it turns yes, into a romantic yes, comedy. Exactly. Like, it's all over the place. Like the, yeah. 
into like wh- whatever, like the haberdashery, and she's yeah. walking up the stairs. They're walking together, like, oh, I've never been eaten here before. I was like, yo, there's a fucking killer out, man. Yeah. Like, what are you it's, guys doing? Yeah. It's the thing. It's all over the place. So it was it was a weird watch because it was like I couldn't get the tone down right. Like I was like, this is uncomfortable. There's no. Th- it's all yeah. It's yeah. There are some good parts in it. There are some good elements of it. But overall, I think it's a bad movie. Especially, it more. I wonder. I wonder what we'd think about it if we hadn't read the book, because it's like we'd hate it because Johnny Depp sucks. I was just gonna say Johnny Depp and Heather Graham are both <laughs> not good in this, so it'd be like, oh, we'd they suck. Like, but the rest what the of it's fuck okay. is this shit? Yeah, we'd be like, there's something good here. Mm-hmm. I wish they explored that more. And they read the book, like, oh, like they even try to include Elephant Man. Yeah, for like a brief minute, he was like a freak show. Was... Yeah, but it's it's more played out for a woman to be like, ah, and that was your that was your boy in the. In that the was comic. my boy, yeah. and he, he gets fucking lines in the in the comic book. So this just hurts more because it's fucking Hughes Brothers, and they did fucking Dead Presidents, and even Book of Eli, which I don't know if it was a comic book. <sighs> you probably bought a cup, man. But that's a un, that's an unintentional <laughs> comic book movie. Yeah, because it got some cool shots in there. But this was like, yes, this was not interesting, knowing that it came from something interesting. Mm -hmm. That moves us on to the most interesting adaptation. Here we go. From more to the screen. Here we go. We're we're doing the legendary League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. This is 2003, directed by Stephen Norrington, starring the now retired. Oh, R.I.P. My bad. Gone now. Oh, yeah, he died, didn't he? Sean, Sean Connery is Alan Quartermain. Stuart Townsend as Dorian Gray. Petra Wilson as Mina Harker. Jason Fleming, who comes back to another more work, which is great, as Dr. Henry Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, man. Nasreen Rudin. Nasid Rudin. I apologize, sir. Shan is the best. He's got like a 13-letter <laughs> first name and a four-letter last name. <laughs> Captain Nemo, Tony uh, Curran as Rodney Skinner, who's the Invisible Man, Shane West as Toy, uh, Tom Sawyer, Tom Sawyer, <laughs> Richard Roxburgh as M. And yeah, everyone else in this is forgettable. Oh, Terry o- O'Neill as Ishmael. I didn't mind Ishmael. Ishmael, yeah, he's good in the book. So from, from these books, I always liked Nemo. So I was glad to see they didn't just like brownface him for this. They actually got uh, an Indian man to play it right so yeah you, you struggle with that you could call, i think you can still call indian people indian. no he's from india he's born in india so <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not as i yeah, know i'll mess with you <laughs> i'm not mad at them casting nazim rudin nazim rudin nazim rudin i just want you to say nazim his name rudin. again yeah mr shan <laughs> um i'm upset that he got like six minutes of screen time yeah. and they gave fucking tom sawyer the like one american you had to have an american is an american in this uh I the one story I know about the background behind this, Sean Connery said no to Lord of the Rings. He was gonna play Gandalf to, to do this. And the next thing that came to him, the next thing that came to him was this. And he said yes because he didn't know he thought Lord of the Rings was gonna be like a Lord of the Rings franchise. And like they're gonna spawn sequels and sequels, and it was gonna be one of those. Jesus oh man. Christ. What a what a mistake. Ultimately. Sean Connery in Lord of the Rings, I don't think would have been a no, better I like movie. Serena McKellen's better, yeah, for that. But that would have been fucking awesome to have him be like, "You shall not pass." In the what I like about this, sorry, no, I like screenplay found, by James Robinson. Sorry, I what I exactly. found funny about this is that they actually aged Quartermain up from the from the first volume and made him more of an action hero. 
because he's not an action hero. He's not even the main guy no. in the book. Wilhelmina is. So yep. now she's a side character with vampire powers. And um, Sean Connery or Quartermain's is like action hero is so fucking cool all the time. It's well, like, he's a hunter. Like, he, he's a you need him to assemble them. everybody. Yeah. Like this is nothing like the book no. at all. For whatever reason, Dorian Gray's in this because you yeah. needed an immortal soul. And Tom Sawyer, they were never in the in the early. Mina's book. a just, vampire, and like yeah. like, a, like va- Dracula's wife. Like it's interesting fucking choices. But I wouldn't have put Alan's more name on this at all. Like no. this is like, oh no, we just we wanted these characters. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Fleming's really good in it. Which one was he? Heckle, uh, Jekyll. Oh and yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He was good. But the, the, he didn't get to do much either. Like he ran on some rooftops and like talked to himself in a mirror. But he looked ridiculous. Yeah, it's all he did was talk to himself. The CGI. Doesn't age well. Nope. The the story is the plot is they need to assemble M assembles this cast of characters to mm-hmm. go find to go battle this mysterious phantom. Phantom who kind of looks like a Genghis Khan kind That's of. That's what like I thought a, it was gonna be. I was like, okay, it's gonna yeah, be yeah, Genghis Khan. Dr. I, Doom Master. Remember in the in the books they do the airships, right? In the first volume, I was so like, like okay. that's them kind of like pulling on shit, right? Yeah. But like they gave him a like a, a Doctor Doom medal, but like Phantom half mask, and we have to stop him because he's the the new big bad for whatever reason. That was naughty. In, instead, because we're ruining this, fuck this. This movie is terrible, and only watch it if you're two drinks in, two drink minimum for this book uh, mm-hmm. movie. Um, M has assembled all of them because he wants to create super soldiers, so yes. he he has double agents on the team. He doesn't tell them this. He doesn't tell them this. No, they don't know. Only the double agents know because he has to bribe certain agents in order for him to get them to do the things he needs to get done to get all the DNA, the serum, uh, the skin tags to create super soldiers for, the I guess, this new armor that he's building. (laughs) He's got a bat cave, too, that doesn't make any sense. He's got fucking, like, steel tanks. I was like, who the fuck's building all this shit? Anyway. Um, then <laughs> it turns out that they were working for the bad guy the entire time. Dorian Gray's a double agent, Invisible Man's not a rapist in this, which was good. Well, it was nice to see there was no rape in this. Yeah, there's a car for the first time ever, and Tom Sawyer knows how to drive it. It's got six wheels, it's like a Cadillac. It's got two, it's got four in the front, and then two in the back. <laughs> and it's it's it's, it's got to be the strongest fucking car ever because it's driving through a city that's like being oh, destroyed and like rubble is falling over it and all of them are jumping off the car at high speed to go do their spots that was like, the fucking best like connery jumps off and lands feet first to be like i gotta hear a boy he doesn't like, even bend what? his knees man no well he can't bend his he, knees he just, but he just lands he's like past it's, he's past the year of knee bending the, the way it's it's just fucking this guy's doing like a buck 20 down this class and he's just like i'll be back friend and he like jumps and doesn't because, even like there isn't even an effect. He just walks on clouds and leaves. And then and it moves off. Um, Dorian Gray like does a little roll off, lands on his feet, and then does like this crazy sword thing to fight like bullets yeah. for like yeah. 10 minutes. Um, Mina turns into like full-on Dracula, but like splinters into bats and like yeah. bats give coverage. I was like, what's happening here? Yeah. I don't know, but it's the most comic book movie you'll ever watch. It's very comic book. name on it. It's very comic booky. It's got this like Batman Forever feel to it, like with the, when they're driving around and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. My, there's this whole Batman and like Robin because like the whole yeah. like side story is Alan Quartermain's teaching Tom Sawyer to be 
the next yeah. hunter. Like, yeah, you gotta you, this is how you shoot. It's like what? That kid didn't. This. That kid didn't need to be in the movie at all. Tom Sawyer didn't need to be in this. No, Dorian Gray didn't need to be in this. No, M didn't need to be in this because M turned out. To yeah, be and then he's like, he's, yeah, he sells the TV. He's like, I'm the bad guy after all. It's like what? So why did you? You wouldn't, under- you just, you wouldn't understand why. It's like, okay, listen, man, just. And then the, he the kill, weird, then he, the then weird, he kills him at the end. The way he it's dies. So, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> he just gets he just gets ejected in the back and he just kind of like fades away. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 a train wreck of a movie that you can't not watch because you have to watch it. There's interesting choices. They don't name what African country Quartermain lives in, but when I guess M or Q or whatever level explodes the building. All of the African villagers run to like run. go save the yeah. building while the white like established people are like, nah, we're good. I'm like, what? That's a choice. They just stand there and watch it burn. Yeah. Like, and it's not like a little white house. Like they they put in like a plantation house on fucking soil. And like homeboys are still living in huts. I'm like, why am I working with this guy? Like, yeah. I don't know what year this is supposed to be, but I know this is wrong. Um, you get a weird like abomination versus Hulk face off. Between the he- Jekyll Hyde and uh, Dorian, no, like when the dude that drinks all of the oh right 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 yeah, the elixir and he turns super like roided out into abomination. I was like, oh, Coke's gonna like this. This is I didn't. This is dude facing off against his mirror self. Yeah, I love that's the, you're right. That's my favorite when they want mirror self. Yeah, it's a train wreck. Um, and so far removed from the comic books that I don't see how he could be mad. I'd be like, oh. Like, don't put my name on it. It's not me. No, exactly. This is. I didn't write, is, and none of these are my characters. That's exactly it. I was gonna say you, you could even struggle to put like based on. Like it's just like it's a completely. <laughs> it's just reimagined completely of whatever the fuck. I kind of wish they just went full on monsters and just be like Frankenstein instead of Quartermain. They should have just gone. Yeah, nuts. Um, Invisible Man's already a, a creature. Like this could have been the Dark Universe. You could have put Johnny Depp in this, and I would have yeah. enjoyed it more. Yep, because we're never gonna get that dark universe fucking launch. Movie. <laughs> the game is afoot. <laughs> <laughs> is now what's his name says at the end? Um, <laughs> Charles Dance, right? <laughs> the game is afoot. <laughs> Nemo's kind of cool. The ship doesn't make sense. Nautilus, yeah, no. Did, did you see when uh, Dorian escapes out of the the pod? Yeah, he just... and it's like a <laughs> it's half. It's no. a half dome. <laughs> Yes, but it's, it's like, like a gear, and he starts pedaling. But like he 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 has enough foresight to blow a kiss to Mina. Yeah, and then turn around. Yeah, like, come on, yes. man! Like it was the mo- it's the most complicated piece of machinery. <laughs> he just like takes off on it. it's like a dome sideways. He's like up yours, children, and he just like takes. <laughs> I wish they t- I wish they turned that up more. I wish it was just like such a force, just like. <laughs> Like just make a giant gun of like all these weird old pieces and stuff, but like I couldn't, I couldn't get over like uh, the Nautilus just being like, "What is this?" And like the weird map, like it's like, "Oh no!" Like yes. they get hit and everything falls over. Like first of all, that 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 ship is like ill designed because it's like it's got nice furniture, but nothing's weighted down. No, nothing's weighted down. <laughs> so like when a wave hits, everything goes. Flying. And everything's glass. Why is everything glass? And. <laughs> 
my, my favorite scene is the montage where they try to put everything together and they just put each character in a different vessel of the, the boat like to know what they're doing because they have they have they have Tom Sawyer they have Tom Sawyer in the engine room and he's just patting dudes and like tapping fucking the beakers like putting he's like oh yeah we're doing this shovel that over it's like the way looking good boys it doesn't make any sense. It's like he would have no idea what he's doing in the edge room, let alone anyone would take his fucking advice to tell him how to fix shit. Like he would have got hit with a shovel. It's like more coal over here. And like he taps the dial to make sure, like, <laughs> to make sure the indicator is at the right level. I could, uh, again, this movie's terrible, but watch it because clearly we enjoyed it. It makes no sense. I hate it so I was just like, this is but so it's, stupid. It's so funny. It's so because it, it... <laughs> and, and like every time, and like Sean Connery is such an action star in this. Every time it goes to him, he says some quip, but I was just naughty. And he like at the beginning, he ties the guy up in the table. <laughs> he smashes like this table over a guy, and he's just like the guy's just stuck with his arm. Uh, like... <laughs> for, they end up in Antarctica, and all of them are like they all have They're matching. <laughs> They're all prepared with the exact same outfits, and they're all tailored to whoever they are. And they all have their like whatever characteristics. Oh, they're on coats. Hoth or something. They got the fucking oh, yeah, the fur so coats. Like, what did what did you see? I saw a white tiger. A white yes. tiger oh, appears yes. in the middle. <laughs> and he decides not to kill it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, I, I I could talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot, I was like, what the fuck is that? I was it, doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. There's, there's a good part where like they're in the car <laughs> and Quartermain's, Quartermain's like, I can't take the shot because there's beams that they're driving through, right? You yeah. can't see it. Yeah. And Sawyer's like, I fuck it, I'll do it. And he yeah. gets out of the seat and stands up and just shooting, starts randomly yeah. shooting, but it's not hitting anything. <laughs> and then Mina's looking at him like, ooh, look at him take charge. And he's just wasting bullets. <laughs> he's shooting bricks. And not I don't know the price of bullets back then, but they had to be those old style guns where you have to like jam yeah. it in and like put the, oh, the-, the gunpowder in. Like nothing makes sense in terms of time frame and the technology, but that's why it's fucking amazing. Like, like, like they, they instantly outdo their own fucking logic for a story that never makes sense and then doesn't even wrap up it's i we have to bottle cap this like i, I have for, to find another way to keep talking I, about this movie i forgot it's the tiger so I, fucking good. I, forgot, I was watching it because i just watched it today and i forgot i was i had it on <laughs> i left for a second and i came back i was walking by and he's got a rifle aimed at a tiger in the fucking on like Alaska, I was like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Because they have snow tigers up there, and then Invisible Man shows up. I was like, can I get a coat? I got my my giblets. Then he's gone for the whole back half of the movie. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's invisible, right? It's so bad, it's good. It made it's it's got a. I want to put this just on a power wrecking list like nine times because i never laughed as much as i did watching this it's um, so stupid but we're done we're done those are the four there is like the killing joke we talked about that before listen we're in tears from laughing about 
bad yeah. good this movie is. Yeah. And this is how we're going to leave off of Alan Moore. Yeah. Like, he's on the list. He's made it. I can see why you're not happy with any of these movies coming out. But they still cut you a check. And yep. more so, this introduced a whole new generation of people to what would be the better versions of all of these. So ultimately, these were all a heaven sent. Because who wouldn't, like... Even if you saw the movie and you thought it was good, you're going to have one asshole friend to be like, you should read the books. And somebody be like, yeah, there's books yeah. of this? And, that, and that's a whole other adventure. If you want to hear about those books, listen to the first episode. But for this episode, I think we're All about the movies. Done. Yeah, we're done with Alan Moore. Welcome done. to the Hall of Fame, you son of a bitch. Nobody cares. <laughs>